Hey there, welcome back to the Path to Zion podcast. Thank you so much for listening again today. We are rediscovering the ancient way around here, and we are very thankful to have co-laborers traveling along this journey alongside us. Thank you for wherever you listen. We are getting more listeners all over the world. I don't know how you find this program, but I'm so blessed every time I click on um, the audience uh, for the month and just looking at where everyone is presently listening just blows my mind. We have more states right now this month in August 2020 in the United States than we've ever had in one single month. I think presently we have, I want to say, 24 states um, actively listening to the broadcast. And so thank you wherever you are. I mean that, like, for real. <laughs> There's no way that, like, you know, I can't send you a, a prayer handkerchief um, or a nice pen with our logo on it, although I do have two pens. I have two Path to Zion pens, but they're very valuable, and I use them. <laughs> but anyway, thank you for listening. Thanks for joining in on anything that we would talk about on the program. Um, you can always find us online at pathdesign.com. Um, listen, oh my goodness, <laughs> today, man, if, if you listen with any regularity, you know that, oh my goodness, for a while, I've just, I, I, I constantly am saying my version of explaining like our present season, if you will, is I often reference that, man, I'm just in the vice. <laughs> I'm in the squeeze of my father. It's not bad. It's not good. You know, we want to label, brothers, this just a tough season. Well, man, I believe that, that the, the true follower of, of the Messiah it, it, it has a, a joy-filled and fueled life. But man, it's, it's in the pattern of the suffering servant. <laughs> Nobody would say Yeshua was depressed or overwhelmed, or miserable, but the only thing that kept him walking in the, in the, the, the elevated place, if you will, of his life is because he was set. He knew his identity. He knew his father. He knew why he had come, what, we, what he was to accomplish, and what he needed to do and not do to accomplish the calling upon his natural man life, fully God, fully man. And so he was set. And so really good, bad, hard, easy. I don't believe that Yeshua really gauged his life in the same manner that we do today. He had a different way of thinking. Why are we told to put on the mind of Christ? Why? Because it opposes this natural man thinking that's always looking out for ourselves, Man, I'm telling you, this is so awesome. Right now, this gives me chills because this right here is what I want to talk about today. And I knew that coming in, but I didn't understand. I wasn't, I wasn't sure how to just turn this on and get right there. But man, the Lord is good. And so we're already right there. So let's just go with it. The joy... Of the sun. 
was in his was in his purpose was in his accepting the denial of himself for in his case for all of humanity if nothing else if we want to be real precise and real specific unto the father yes but but the benefit filters all the way down and flows into us into humanity when he came and fulfilled and accomplished every single thing that he did why to enable a people who were not a people <laughs> to become a people a purchasing a redeeming assessing value to a people that let's just be honest friend is likely you it was me hopefully it's formerly your previous condition you were on the outside of the people of god christian american do you know this and or do you remember this should you have ever had the revelation of understanding that you yourself were a rebellious gentile dog people purchased given value by Yeshua the Son, given a status, given a, a, an identity that you did not have before. I did not have one. I have been purchased and made a people. Not me individually. I can't be. Can a person be a people? No. That's why, praise the Lord, years ago, after years of just a rightful rebellion in my heart, walking away from the corporate church, walking away from the religious order and system that I had known that was so corrupt and so lording over others. And God was patient with me in my journey. And as the revelation came of all the error that was within it, and I walked out, I unplugged, and I myself, my journey was, you know what, God, if this is you, I quit. If this is your church, I don't want her. And in that cutting, and in that painful extraction of, of the corrupt, I went solo. <laughs> me and Jesus. Me and Jesus. Me and Jesus. Nobody wants to hear my opinion. Nobody wants to answer my questions. Nobody wants to try to even understand why I'm so black and white and so stringent and hard and, and convicted and just strong towards matters to eradicate idols in my life, to give up television, to come out of the city, to not let my son do this, and, and we don't do this, and we do do this. Joel, you're too extreme. It's just too much, Joel. But friends, here's the thing, and I just mean this in the greatest humility, right? What in the world is too much to give up or add to our lives if our heart's posture is truly to be conformed to the image of the Son and be holy as my Yahweh God, Abba Father, is holy. Well, you can get into legalism, Joel. You just give up this and you give up this and you, you know, what we've all heard this, right? You're so holy that nobody can even talk to you, brother. <laughs> No, I'm not talking about that. Yes, there needs to be parameters in the sense of it can't become walls between a brother. Oh boy, I could talk about that for four episodes. We have to be wise, mature men. Yes, of course. 
But generally, can we not say, especially to the Christian American wide way mainstream church, that is a lot more broad and, and has infiltrated a lot more of the church than even the church that thinks she's entirely come out of that system is still yet within and still bound by those structures and patterns of thought. Can we not say that, look, we've, we've kinda, we, have, we have kind of gone too far the other direction <laughs> in regards to boundaries, restraints, Legalism. (laughs) I don't see much legalism. I don't see much restraint. I think we need to go back the other direction and like, don't worry about doing too, I don't want to do too much for God. Is that what we're saying? (laughs) Hopefully not. I don't want to give too much up for the Lord. (laughs) I might just be legalistic. Well, you know what? Maybe just try one or two things and see how it goes. (laughs) Maybe you'll actually be more pleasing in the sight of the Father, and he'll say, you know what? Thank you that you're willing to do that. When we're we're on the other side of that one, let's tackle a few more. (laughs) But specifically to my point this morning, Yeshua the Messiah was set to fulfill why he had come, and, and the only way that he accomplished this, we know that what the word says, he learned obedience through the things that he suffered. I'm always talking about this. This gets interwoven into so many messages that I share. The reality of the suffering servant was his entire life. Most of Christian teaching focuses on his passion, focuses on, you know, the... the the very closing of his life, suffering, whips, the scourging, the, the, the verbal persecution, the, 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 the shame that they tried to heap upon him to strip him and display him. And, and, and because of teaching, we have just compartmentalize the suffering servant down to mere days, weeks at the most. Maybe it began when he was in the garden and he's sweating tears of of blood and water. Maybe there. And then we could say, if not ever spoken to and, and taught specifically, it is at least insinuated that, okay, now Jesus, Yeshua the Son, he started his suffering, his his passion, his travail. But friends, what I'm always saying, and this begs repeating every single time it comes to mind with anyone I ever talk to, friends, his entire life was a suffering servant. He learned obedience by the things that he suffered throughout his entire humanity. If he was truly without sin, did you start sinning or start considering denying yourself when you turned, what, 30 years old? When you were in your early 20s? (laughs) When did you begin to notice, or hopefully if you had some good parental upbringing, when were you made aware that, man, you have a rebellious will? My son's getting ready to turn nine. Um, Nine, and that that is one of the main topics in our household every single day. The matter of the will. Rebellion. First Adam, lineage curse. So Yeshua the Messiah, the, the, 
the, the suffering servant, son of God, mediator, king, came and laid his life low to what? To serve. Ultimately, one, serve the Father. He wasn't serving you and me. <laughs> he didn't come to serve us. He came to serve the Father's will, and whatever the Father's will was set in place to accomplish is what he accomplished. This is what I will do. This. <laughs> I hear and I do. I see and I put into practice. And that was the pattern of his life that we know we're told in the Bible clearly. He only did those two things. If he didn't hear the Father say it, he didn't say it. If he didn't see the Father doing it, hey, that's not for me. And so today, specifically right here in our house, why I'm recording this, if again, if you listen to any podcast with regularity here, the last two episodes I've talked about walking in submission to whatever the Lord brings to us and having a posture of obedience despite the hardness, despite the God, are you there? Not God, oh, where are you? You've left me. But like, Lord, I don't, like in, in specific verbiage, I was saying, Lord, are you sure you're for me and not against me? Are you sure? Because I am laboring to do your will. I'm denying my own. But man, I'm, I'm having a hard time. Abba, Father. I shared with how that drop of water fell off of that line and landed right on my face. And the word of the Lord came to me and spoke to me and said, Son, I see you. I know you. I'm, I'm intimately acquainted with all your ways, son. Don't you waver. Don't worry. Don't, don't even wonder. I'm right here. I know every little detail. Don't forget that. Don't forget. I know you're prone to. It's okay. But don't. Don't forget. And so I've been sharing about that a lot. And one thing that I did share specifically in an episode or two ago, I don't remember which one, I was talking about how sometimes things in our life come, and I, and I just, in simplicity, described it as the Lord brings us door number one, and he brings us door number two. And I said how a lot of times, most times for me, it's either or. It's either or. And there is a decision to be made that, that may come with travail or it may come with ease. I prefer the latter, but I tend to have the first much more so. <laughs> yes, Lord. I will choose your way over my own because they are often in opposition, but not always. I believe as we mature, as we continue to walk more in the path of the Messiah, we ourselves become more prone to hear what the Lord's saying at the outset and just do what he says without a real, uh, I don't know, you know, I, I'm metaphorically in my head, in my imagination, I'm imagining putting my hand on the doorknob of door one, and then I go and put my hand on the doorknob of door two, and I kind of go back and forth. Yes, that happens. But in many ways in my life, over the last 10 years, it's some things now. Some things are not as hard. Oh, Lord, you're saying door one. Amen. Thank you that you're speaking clearly. We go in door one. But what I brought out specifically recent in recent episodes is sometimes I believe the Father sits back and says, you know what, son? I'm fine with door one. I'm fine with door two. Choose. With a specific opportunity, circumstance, Door one, door two, son, I'm fine. 
It's your choice. It's in your court, if you will. You choose. And and I shared a little bit about what the, this new endeavor of what we're doing right across the street from my house. I can see it a little bit through my trees right here in the 100-year-old church about I knew the Lord was desiring me to expand my faith, expectation, beliefs, and position and posture myself to present myself for him as an in- to him as an instrument to be used in a different measure and what we would call a greater measure than presently. Long story short, if you don't know already, I knocked on some doors about could we use this building because it sits primarily vacant with the exception of two hours a week. Greatly paraphrased, I was given a key. Okay, what do we do? I don't know. Well, we sat on it for a couple months. Finally, again, door one, door two. And I've only seen this in retrospect about this specific opportunity. I did not understand that just mere months ago until recently and and very clearly this morning. That was a door one and a door two or fine with me, son, opportunity. You can give of yourself, give up your time. Valuable time now. I'm not, I don't need something else to do. (laughs) You can give me that time. And I will bless it and I will use it. You just show up and say no. Use your time. I know you'll study. I know you'll train your son. I know you're not going to go into town and watch movies and go to ball games and, you know, whatever other things we're gonna, we could say. You're not just going to go into town and sin. This isn't a sin issue. <laughs> this is an obedience issue. In a heart of a son towards his father saying, which we ultimately got to, God, if you would use us in that place, we will position ourselves and, and present ourselves to be used right there in whatever measure to whomever you decide you want to. We present ourselves. And man, when I shared, man, we had people show up the other night, 15, not 50, one five people came to that little church up there <laughs> just by hearsay, just by us telling people we're going to be up there, the doors will be open. Fifteen one five people came. And I just stood there, and I couldn't believe it. I was so stirred emotionally, I'm crying in front of my neighbors and, and semi-strangers. Undone. Why? Because of the, what an incredible reward to position and posture ourselves to stand there in any circumstance that we know the Lord has brought us to and said, son, I'm, I'm pleased either way. But we choose to deny ourselves, give up our own rights, our own ways, our own desires, our own will for the will of the Father. I believe it makes him smile. I believe it makes him smile. I believe it brings him joy. Why? It's the path of the sun. And to bring to begin to bring this to a close, another opportunity last night. Another one. <laughs> I don't know whether I whether or not I should get into specifics or not. I'm trying to weigh that and I didn't think that through quite well enough. So I'll just kind of see where this goes. But we had another circumstance that that that's been on the table for uh, a couple months. And I knew for sure that this was becoming a door one or a door two or good for me, son, opportunity. They're good with me. 
Door one, door two. And for me, it required a lot of money. For me, to me. <laughs> Everybody's different. Well, what's that mean? You know, <laughs> well, it's, it doesn't matter. It's different in everyone's households and, and the way we all operate. But for me, is a very big deal. But I felt like the Lord was saying, again, to bring this starting to come to a close. And it's just like that church building, y'all. And this is what I want to say to you today, friend. And please listen to what I'm saying. I believe there are things that are only going to take place if and when we present ourselves first and foremost as willing, obedient servants of the Most High God. And number two, we then move and do something to provide a certain circumstance or environment for that to take place. In faith, for God to literally position us to be, to be prepared for him to do something where, if I can make this clear, man, I'm getting it muddy. Let me just put it this way. For us to, in faith, do something. I mean do something. Not just talk about it, not just pray about it. I mean do something. Open our mouths. Drive to someone's house. Invite someone to my house. Speak a word instead of just pray in silence. I mean do something, like a, a demonstration of something. There are things I'm convinced that only when we move out in faith and and establish a certain environment can God do something because otherwise that environment just does not exist. It doesn't exist. It's not present. God can't bring people to a building if there's no building. You understand what I mean? God can't bring people to that church on a Thursday night at 6.30 if the doors are locked and there's no one there. It cannot happen, right? I mean, this is practical things, right? Unless Yeshua Messiah presented himself to sit on a hillside and speak to the multitudes, there would have been no multitudes. If the leper did not go to Messiah and physically walk towards him and come up to him and fall on his knees and say, Lord, are you willing? If he didn't naturally physically walk up to the healer, would he have been healed? No. There are some practical things, friend, we've just got to do. We've just got to do. Tend to, build, establish, and present ourselves as available. So long story short, not even getting into any details. There's not time. It's unnecessary. I'm willing to share them to anyone who may be curious. We did something. We decided this morning. We slept on it last night. We are doing something in the natural to establish an opportunity for God to do something to use us in greater measure to serve anyone else, to serve someone. But you know what? There's a cost. There's a literal cost, and there's other costs to it. But what is it? It's a son. You can do what you're doing. I will bless it. I will bless you. And to be real specific, in this age, in this hour, in this very minute, I need, I'm doing air quotes, I need that money to prepare for my own family. 
I could use that money to put some solar here at our, at our farm for our home because I believe some, some, some trials are coming, man. I believe some things are coming that in measure, in self-control, and as spirit-led men, we do need to prepare for in rightful measure. There are some things we need to do. Man, that and this is my train of thought. I could use, and I, the way I am, I'm a human calculator, and I go through all these things in my mind of how I can use that money for us, for my family, not to just splurge and like, hey, let's go on a cruise. I mean, like, to prepare for something that's coming. And so that's door one. Yes, Joel, be wise. Save that money. Use it for yourself, for your family, to prepare. Not for indulgences, but for good things. Or door two, you take this and you use it to give me something to work with for someone else. It's all for somebody else. What if... What if I will do something because you establish something for someone else that could not be done otherwise? And here's the thing, right? The Lord keeps saying, I'll take care of your family, Joel. I'll take care of your family. Do my will. Do my will. Deny yours. I'll, I have you. And so for time's sake, I'm going to wrap this up. But friends, there's things in your life right now I can guarantee you. It's door number one, it's door number two. Don't get sucked into door number one that says, you first, your family, your household, your provisions, your preparations. Prepare yourself, get ready for what's coming. If in fact you are a person who believes we are called to endure some trials and tribulations in days, weeks, months, and years ahead. I, you know that if you listen to this, you know I am. I'm not getting sucked out of here. I will remain. So with that in mind, what if we can give ourselves completely to the Father? You say, you know what? If the Lord brings something to me as an opportunity for maybe, that maybe he wants to use entirely for someone else, yeah, I'm going to do it. Why? It's the pattern of the sun. It's the pattern of the sun. So friends, what is it in your life today that you might say, look, I'm doing all these things in my life. I'm working on my 401k. I'm putting money aside. I'm storing extra ammo. I'm, I'm working on my third emergency food pantry. I'm decking out another trailer and, and added 10 more bug out bags. And I have to remember there's a good many people that listen to this that I'm sure they're convinced they're going to they're gonna be raptured out. And your whole mindset is like, it doesn't matter. I'm not going to be here. Who cares? Oh, man, friend. I don't know. <laughs> That's the most selfish, op- uh, selfish option of all of them. <laughs> I won't be here. Who cares? Let everybody get what they deserve. Oh, gosh, please. If that's you, friend, please consider that. But wherever you are in the spectrum, in absolute closing, let us be a people who in wisdom do what the Lord is asking of us to do individually for our households, for our children, for our grandchildren. Yes and amen. But may we equally right alongside that, may there be a track running right alongside where we're saying, Lord, what about everybody else? 
What about others who are not preparing? What about others who aren't ready? What about others who need a place or a, a, a supply of food? Or, you know, any number of things we could say, Lord, prepare me for someone who did not prepare. Help, help me to help someone else, right? So friends, do that today. Let's be full. Let's be full people. Let's be balanced spiritual men with hearts, hearts of the Father in flesh and bone bodies as we walk in the path of Yeshua the Son. So do that today, friends. I want to do that. May this be a a snowball effect for us that like, man, we just start doing everything. Give it away. Do this, do that, do this. Why? We want to serve. And if the Father says it, I'm going to say it. And if I see him do it, I'm going to do it. So let's do that today, friend. Go to pathdesign.com. Go to YouTube videos, subscribe there. Listen, remember that the email, the not a newsletter, the email notification subscription that you can do. You can go to pathdesign.com and you can sign up to get notifications in your email every time a new episode posts. Do that if you don't want to do the Podbean app. Look, it's on iTunes. It's on, man, all, all these platforms. Basically, wherever you listen to anything, go there, search for Path Design Podcast. The chance is very good you're going to find it. Also, as I'm always saying, if you want us to come to where you are, I want to speak the word of the Lord. I want to put my hands on someone who's not afraid to have their hand, someone's hand put on them and pray healing, wholeness, restoration, salvation. We want to go. Whether there's two people or 2,000, man, send us an email at pathdesignpodcast at gmail.com. Let us know where you are. Let us know what you're doing. Let us know how to pray. Communicate. It's a beautiful gift that we have, the body of the Messiah. Thank you for listening. Have a great day. Amen.